Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is in the world where you are. Welcome to this week's edition of The Alignment Show. I'm Don King, your host. And this week, more than usual, that little greeting that we do, you know, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, it's particularly appropriate. I think our guest today is in Cyprus. We'll, we will verify that in just a moment. But uh, truly, worldwide, we're going here today. Before we get to our guest, let me remind you that this, uh, this show, this episode, is sponsored by myself in a very real way. The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why, it's going to be coming out in about a month. Now, we're running into some some um, issues with the cover. That This is a working cover that you see here. So I may have to push that back to November 1st. We had been planning on October 15th. We'll see how that goes. But just a little reminder that it is imminent. We are working on the cover right now. Uh, we have added uh, some discussion guides to it. For those of you who may be hearing about it for the first time, Way of the Three-Year-Old Why is about figuring out what your most important values are and a way to do that so that you can live your values to value your life. So that will be coming up. I do want to share uh, there is a free story, short story in the same universe that you can get. I'm putting it up on the screen right now. But for those of you who might be listening audio only, you can go to donking.com. That's Don with a double N, D-O-N-N-K-I-N-G.com slash brewing. No, it's not that kind of brewing. It has to do with coffee. But you can get a flavor, no pun intended, of the kind of writing that it is. And so that would be something for you to check out. Doesn't cost you a thing. Sort of like cheese sampling. So with that out of the way, I, I have gotten to know our guest today, Noemi Barris, and I hope she will correct my pronunciation if I'm saying it wrong. She is truly an international worker in, um, gosh, how would I put this? You know, the Internet obviously changed a lot of things and it has made it possible. It still blows my mind that we're going to be able to have a live conversation here with virtually no lag in the electronics. And she's halfway across the world from where I am. So she works within that area. What Noemi does is she empowers entrepreneurs to elevate their reach and impact by connecting them with quality podcast opportunities, fostering valuable connections that enhance both their professional journey and personal growth. Now, it's really interesting to me as to how did she get there? I mean, this is truly something you could not have planned for uh, you know, going to college 10 years ago, saying I, I want to be a podcast connector. So without uh, without delaying any further, let's go ahead and bring on Noemi Barris. Noemi, welcome to The Alignment Show. Thank you so much for having me on today, Don. It's a it's an honor to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm just so happy. To, and you and I have had several conversations before. In fact, it, it's through um, 
we talk about this community a lot on this show, the, the Go-Giver Success Alliance. And there's Bob Berg, the, the, the guy who has started all this. Uh, he is such a great supporter of the show. Bob kind of brought you and me together. We want to mention a couple of other people that have posted already. But but I want to come back to uh, there's Peg Duchesne, another member of the Go Giver Success Alliance, and uh, not sure uh, Keith McAnally. I think that is somebody that you know, Noemi. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Confirming that yes, you are in Cyprus, and we've also got Kathy Tajanel with us, the uh, uh, Bob's partner in the Go Giver Success Alliance. So we're, we're not focusing on the alliance, but that is really how we came together here. Even though you are a podcast connector, we didn't reach each other through what you do professionally. So tell me a little bit about what, what brought you into doing this kind of work. You know, let's go ahead. I, we want to get at your origin story in a little bit, but just right now, what got you into podcast connecting well it was completely accidental so i had nothing to do with podcasting before 2020 i had an online travel related business which has nothing to do with podcasts and to be honest with you don i didn't even listen to podcasts before 2020 so that was it i mean it was like a huge leap faith for me because um we had a business uh, with my husband and because of covid that stopped I mean, it went up in smoke, so we had to figure out something very quickly, what to do and how to do it. And uh, luckily, we had an Irish mentor uh, because we used to live in Ireland before Cyprus. And um, he advised us to start something in the podcasting world because he was into podcasting way before us and way before many people in Europe. And basically, from one day to another, we started a podcast booking agency. And uh, it was it was so sudden, and for me, it was such a uh, yeah <laughs> huge decision to make because um, COVID started. You had to pay the bills. You had to do everything just to you know maintain your lifestyle and to live the life you want. And because business went up in smoke, you had to figure out something really quickly. So there was nothing mystified, something that, oh, I always wanted to be a podcast agent in my life. I'm a linguist by trade. I had a master's degree in Scandinavian languages. So I had nothing to do with this world. But I had, I had experience in marketing, online marketing, you know, for 15-ish years. And, um, and that was very useful when we started our agency because it definitely helped me to to get the word out there and to start emailing people and getting the first clients. But it was, yeah, it was a, it was a huge thing for me just to start something completely new out of my comfort zone. I never done interviews before. I was never the face of the company. Uh, I was always in the background, you know, writing blogs and. Um, doing the social media projects. So uh, there was nothing to do with this kind of lifestyle and work. But it's very fascinating and interesting. And I can say that, like, thanks to COVID, it happened. And because otherwise I couldn't, you know, meet all these amazing people worldwide that I'm working with right now. Oh, exactly. Exactly. In fact, let, let's, for our listeners who, uh, people listening to the Alignment Show very often are considering making 
some change. And one of the things that I think I see in what you did and in a way continue to do, uh, yes, there was something brand new, but there was also something familiar. You were able to to leverage the the marketing skills that you had learned doing other stuff and applied in this new area. Um, I, uh, I have seen the comparison from career advisors. You know, let's say that you are an accountant working for a, um, uh, a recording company. Okay. Then right. you could leverage that by going and being an accounting now for an ad agency or because you're in the recording industry, you could go from being an accountant for a recording company to being a board engineer for a recording company. In other words, you're not leaping with both feet into something brand yeah, new. Yeah, correct. So does that kind of make sense in terms of your own experience, the business experience? You know, from, from yes. it, it seems yeah. like a leap from linguist to podcast <laughs> connector, but you went from linguist to marketing. And then from marketing to the podcast, so there's a thread there, right? Absolutely, there's a thread there. And but it was a big change for me, even like from being a linguist to do marketing. I mean, because marketing is—I never studied it at school. I, I had to study it myself, and I'm still studying it. And you know, I, I use that because marketing's changing all the time. So uh, you can't have like a master's degree in marketing, like in maybe in you know. 2003 when I finished university and you can still use those things and that knowledge right now, it's, it's not working out. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure whether it's me or whether it's no Emmy, but we may be having some connection issues. Okay. I'm seeing you moving now. Are you seeing yes. me? Yeah, I can see you. You, you, you froze a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that, that's part of the joy of doing these things live. So yes. Okay. <laughs> Folks, we're back. So, um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. They may have heard you. It may be that, that I was the one who got disconnected. So we'll just continue on with the conversation here. Uh, right. But I'm going to take the opportunity, since we had the interruption, to, to turn things a little bit. It's been hinted at real clearly here, but I, I don't know if folks are picking up on it. Um, you originally were from Hungary. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, absolutely. I was born and raised in Hungary, in a small town in, in Hungary. Yes. Okay. And because we almost casually said we were in Ireland, you know, and, and so for, for the average person, we've got a worldwide audience here, but um, I think most Americans, as you and I have talked about before, you know, I get in my car, I drive 24 straight area, uh, 24 straight hours. I'm still people who speak the same language. They sound pretty much like me. There's not really all that much difference. Even the restaurants are the same. You know, uh, in your experience, I think in a lot of people's experience in Europe, you know, you're in Hungary. How'd you wind up in Ireland? How did Ireland take you to Cyprus? You see what I mean? Yeah, I know. I understand. Well, uh, I was born and raised in Hungary. I got my master's degree, but no one really wanted to hire me as with my original, you know, master's degree in Scandinavian languages. I spoke Danish, Swedish. I understand Norwegian. And but that was. And, and I, I, I know I'm interrupting, but I just got to ask. 
I'm actually seeing Noemi moving, but I don't know if she's hearing me. Are you hearing I can, me? I can hear you and see you. Yeah, we just got actually our uh, our fiber uh, internet connection, so it, it's supposed to work. <laughs> it's like I checked the speed and everything, so it's supposed it, to be. It, it may be on my end. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, but I don't know if you heard the last little question. It's it's interesting to me. You're from Hungary. Why were you studying Scandinavian languages? You know, how how did that even come about? It's another. That's another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we won't dwell on it then. But you know, just no. Just I just just quickly. Uh, I was an exchange student in Denmark when I was sixteen, oh, seventeen okay. years old, and um, that's how basically I I learned Danish, and then I ended up university studying Scandinavian studies and languages because of my past and experience, you know, with, with the Scandinavian languages. So that's how I ended up there. Uh, yeah, that was the, that part of the story. <laughs> okay. So, so then from, um, Hungary to Ireland, is that the same time that you were doing the marketing, learning the marketing thing, or was that two separate things? No, that is two separate things. There's so many good things going on in my life back then. So first moved to Ireland and got a job and I, worked in a call center with other European young people. And, and you know, it was fun for three years. Uh, it paid the bills, but obviously I didn't want to end up working in a call center in my entire life. And I'm that kind of person that who always wanted to be her own boss. So um, that was in 2007, after three years working in the call center, that I told myself that this is enough and I want to be an entrepreneur. I was like, you know, 27, 28 years old. And so I became an entrepreneur because I, I made up my mind and my parents were a bit very worried and back in Hungary because you, you're giving up this like well paid job and you know, the safety and the security net of it. And uh, obviously I, they paid so much more money than in Hungary that those days back in like 2004, seven, six. And, um, yeah, so that's how I ended up being an entrepreneur and started basically the online business in 2007. Okay. Okay. So that took you, um, so you were in Ireland you became an entrepreneur online right. business, 2007, just before one of those uh, financial crises in yes. 2008. <laughs> True. So, yeah. uh, Little side question here in 2008. Did your parents come back and say, I told you, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm saying this because I think a lot of our listeners may deal with that kind of thing. You know, you're giving up a, what looks like a nice and secure job, but it's not fulfilling your why. And so you took the chance. It, it was scary. There were obvious problems, like probably 2008 was, was a bit of a yeah. problem time. Um, and yet you're thriving in a different way. Is that an accurate way to put it? Yeah, absolutely, Don. That's so correct. Um, yeah, my parents got a bit worried. I mean, you know, parents, we are we always worry about our kids. I mean, yeah. that's that's normal. And now I understand because I have a son too. But um, yeah, uh, we got a bit worried back then. What's going? What you know? What's going to happen <laughs> with the business? But we survived it and continued. And because our business was concentrating mainly on the Hungarian customers and Hungarian travelers, so for us, wasn't a the huge deal. It didn't affect that much that the rest of the world or maybe Ireland was in a big trouble back then in 2008. And we saw that we experienced, I experienced it, you know, firsthand. 
but not, not really our business. Our business was okay. We had other problems in the business along the way. It's <laughs> also another podcast episode. But um, yeah, it survived. It survived until 2020 when it everything just stopped. So that was... Uh, I'm going to go slightly sideways here, Noemi. There's a... There's <laughs> a um, an urb- it's not an urban legend, a misunderstanding, whatever you would call it. Supposedly, the uh, the Chinese character for crisis is dangerous opportunity, and it's not. I mean, I don't know much about Chinese, but I know I have read that that's, that's not true. But it's still a cool concept. You know, the idea that every crisis has within it an opportunity. You had a travel business, 2020 hit. It would have been really easy to say, we're done. We're toast. You know, travel business is dead. We're just going to go on the dole or whatever. You didn't know anything about podcasting, but somebody, uh, and you were talking about your partner, I think. Um, i got to wonder if one of you had the sense that with the lockdown, that podcasting was likely to take off. I mean, it was already doing well, but with people being isolated, uh, and I think I'm right in this, you you probably have those figures right at hand. I'm betting that podcast listening really exploded the way that reading did. You know, as a writer, I'm aware that book sales really took off in 2020. Um, so f- did you all just happen to get on the leading edge of a trend or was this somebody saying, you know, this would be, this is going to explode. Let's let's ride it. Yeah, I mean, our mentor, this Irish guy who did, was in the podcasting world before us, <laughs> he advised us. Plus, which I mean, as I said, it just it was accidental. I mean, when like after a couple of months, we started doing it, and everybody started to talk about like having a podcast, starting a podcast, or you know, just coming up with an idea. And it's like, yeah, this is this is booming. I mean, this is a good business to be in. And it wasn't a huge investment we had to make. I mean, it was relatively small. And it was it took a lot of energy and time and effort and everything. But we had the you know time on our hands because it was lockdown. So okay, either I was going crazy because of online schooling with my son, or and plus I was <laughs> I was starting a new business. So it was it was it was a tough time. It's a hard time. Plus I I also lost my two of my closest relatives in 2019 at the end of 2019 so all that going on in my life plus the online school and plus starting a completely new business out of my comfort zone from scratch uh, i mean definitely took it all on, on me <laughs> and but it worked out <laughs> so we are still here <laughs> uh, i wonder if you would have any advice you know knowing what you know now if we had uh, a tardis you know, Doctor Who, if people don't get the reference here, you can travel anywhere in time or space. <laughs> if you could go back and give some advice to yourself in 2020, what would you tell yourself then to prepare you for 2023? Just take it easy. Breathe. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> so, because I, I wasn't sure about it back in 2020 that that's going to happen. Obviously, I'm not a tra- time traveler. <laughs> Right, right. And, but um, yeah, we just have to, we don't have to take our lives so seriously because there was so much trauma, there was so much sadness and pain going on in my life that mm-hmm. compared to that, 
and compare what happened in 2019, that was just like cherry on the top. So it was like, okay, come on, bring it on. I, I, I can do anything now. It's like <laughs> so many bad things happen. And now I'm laughing at it, but it wasn't that funny, obviously, back at then. At the time, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, my motto in life is just keep going. And even you take those small steps, you still keep going and do your thing every day. You get up, you do your thing, you do your chores, those tasks that keep you, keep you going and keep you sane. And then, you know, uh, yeah, and it, it worked out well. <laughs> Well, and let's while we're thinking about it, let's show people your website here. Uh, there may be folks on here interested in being podcast guests. Maybe people who uh, are podcasters who would be looking for guests. So I don't have the URL showing there on the screen. Let me see if I can get that up here. So this is podcastconnections.com. Dot co. I've done. One of the things yeah. we want to be sure people get, it's not .com, it's .co, podcastconnections.co. And if I can go over to that website here, uh, you've got a lot of information here about why podcasts and, and um, you know, how to, to pursue this. So this would probably be the best way for people to start a process with you guys if they wanted to explore that. Accurate. That's correct. Yeah, if you just click on the request a discovery call button there, so you will end up talking to me after that. Okay, very. And, and let's see. Let's turn that off, and we'll keep. Uh, in fact, let me pull up our QR code because we made one of those a little earlier. Okay, so folks, if you're on a video, can you you can scan that right now and be able to get to that website. Uh, those of you who are listening audio only, again, it's podcastconnections.co. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'm, I'm not interested in being a guest on a podcast or I don't have a podcast. But, uh, you know, as a podcaster myself, I, I know um, quite honestly one of the main reasons that I do this podcast is it gives me an opportunity to have the kind of conversations we're having right now. I, I get to talk to people I wouldn't otherwise get to talk with. Uh, what would you say from a guest standpoint is the advantage of being a guest on the podcast? Oh, there's, there's also another episode we can start about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. well, and seriously, we, we, we probably should have you come back for another episode here. You know, <laughs> you know that wasn't my intention. It's just pushing me. <laughs> no, um, yeah, like in, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, the, you know, the most important advantages are that it's a great networking opportunity, obviously. We network, we, we get together, we get to know each other. You reach a highly engaged audience with your interview. I mean, your audience probably interested in my story, or I hope so. <laughs> and you build authority, you lead generation, you're getting traffic because uh, you will post my website, my LinkedIn profile, my all my social media links in the episode show notes. So people will find me maybe in two years' time in the future too, where if they want to check out my, my website. Then, you know, it's building backlinks and it basically helps to build your brand and getting visibility for your, for your book, for your uh, business, for your service. So it's a fantastic opportunity. Plus for me, which is very, very important. I was always a big into content creation and that was 
kind of part of my job as well between 2007 and 2020. So for me, it's, it's evergreen content that you create and you can just use it. Obviously, if I get your permission to use your content after that, thank you. I will do that. <laughs> so after that, you can use that content basically forever and you can make audiograms, videograms. You can make port cards, uh, anything uh, under the sun, and you can use it, sh- share it on all your social media profiles. And it's a fantastic opportunity for you as a guest and for the podcast host, too. It's a win-win situation for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, let's take advantage of one of these things here. Our friend Bob Berg said something in chat. We're putting it on the screen now. <laughs> And for those of you who can only hear audio only, Bob said, I highly recommend Noemi, regardless of which side of the microphone you are typically on. So very wise and knowledgeable and totally committed to bringing immense value to her clients. And to have a testimonial like that from somebody of the caliber of Bob Berg, I mean, that's amazing in and of itself. (laughs) And when you put that evergreen content thing together here. I mean, somebody may discover this recording two, three years from now. I can see where from from a guest standpoint, it's just really valuable to be on a podcast. Now, you're usually behind the scenes, I think, um, helping to connect to other people. But you've done a few podcast guest slots yourself, I think, right? Yes, correct. I love doing podcast guesting. It's much, it's, it's an easier job than to be a host, obviously, because <laughs> you just, you just appear there and you talk about, uh, whatever you want and share your knowledge and help people. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And for me, it's just human conversation and we need to have these conversations and get to know each other. And I love that part. Now it's, it was today. It was a bit scary for me because there was so much pressure. <laughs> from the Gogiver community. <laughs> Usually I, I'm fine, <laughs> but I really appreciate the support, especially from Bob and Kathy. It's like they are. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so supportive. And and maybe this is a, uh, this just occurred to me right here. I know that for this podcast in particular, we have uh, loyal, regular audience members who are on almost every week, take part in the chat. There are people who um, who watch and listen live who don't necessarily get into the chat. We can see from the statistics that we have folks like that. Right. Most of the views, most of the listens come later. And, and so that, while that figures into the the um, the evergreen nature of the content, um, I used to work in radio. You know, as, as I say, I, I have a face that was made for radio, you know, and and, and it, it would it was just me and a microphone and a studio. And I could just have a conversation like that. If I got to thinking about the thousands of people who were listening to hmm. get a little freaky, how did, I didn't have to worry, though, about if I said something on the air today that it was going to come back to bite me in a year. Because, you know, radio, is it's ephemeral. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is both live and it's also that evergreen thing. So how do you coach your clients on dealing with that mindset that we're talking about right now? Most of my clients are keynote speakers and they do have that kind of experience being on a stage. However, I had that experience too that one of my great clients and 
And she was really nervous when she had her first interview. She was kind of freaking out and messaging me. It's like, I, I don't think I can do this. And it's like, come on, you spoke in front of thousands of people at different universities across the U across the US. I mean, you can't be nervous. I mean, I'm not. So like, why would you? And um, yeah, but it's it's a different stage. It's it's a different surrounding it it's it's, it's it's interesting it for me it's less nerve-wracking than standing on a stage i did that before just a few times mm. i'm not a speaker i'm not a keynote speaker at all i don't call myself one but uh yeah just sitting in, in, your, in your own home office and talking to someone i think it's just the pressure is less than mm. being on a stage and everybody's looking at you and just listening to you and watching you so yeah, for me, I think it's it's easier to be a guest than to be a speaker. But I may, you know, I may change that opinion one day. I don't know, but I think it's it's yeah, just easier. It's an interesting interesting perspective. When I was when I was doing radio, I would have football players, for example, that we would interview. Right. They were perfectly fine risking looking like a fool. I guess we could say in front of sixty thousand people. <laughs> and then they'd be nervous in a radio yeah. studio with just me and him, you know. Uh, personally, I would rather be on stage than to be recording by myself because I can see how people are responding, you know, so it feels like a conversation. So different experiences for different folks here, I guess. Um, <laughs> worthwhile bringing that out. And especially for listeners, you know, your your experience may be similar to Noemi's. It may be similar to mine. It may be different. Everybody's experience is different. But I think one of the things I'm hearing from Noemi and where she's an inspiration to me is uh, to learn to live with that feeling of being out of your element. You have done that so many times in your life, Noemi. I mean, sometimes you weren't moving for a job. You were moving, and there was job changes, and there was business changes. Do you have any advice for people about navigating change? Does that make sense? Is that too big a question? It is a big question, but it's a great question. To navigate change, it's never easy, um, especially when, as you mentioned, moving from one country to another. And I did that a couple of times in my life. Like for me, like from moving Ireland to Cyprus, that was a huge step because it's completely two different countries, two different cultures, mentality. Uh, yeah. So it, it was a huge step, but I think you just have to keep going and you just have to experience new things and just step out of your comfort zone and try new things. Um, I actually, actually, I think I told this uh, on one of, I'm on another interview before that when I got a job in Ireland, I was still living with my parents in Hungary. And I told my mom that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go to Ireland. I'm not going to take that job. And she told me we had a, like, we had a huge fight <laughs> because she told me, it's like, you can't do this to yourself because this is one of a lifetime opportunity. I always wanted to get out of that place and get out of Hungary. Maybe it's not a nice thing to say, but I never really liked living there. And I didn't really find my place. Mm -hmm. And um, so my mom and dad, my dad didn't really, but my mom pushed me. And she told me that if you don't take this opportunity and this chance, you will, you will regret it. So 
you don't want to regret things in life. So if you have something nice to say to people, tell them. If you want to move or if you have a dream or you want to uh, do something big in your life, just take a plunge and do it because then looking back your when you get older and just looking back all those years that things that didn't happen you will you will regret it and mm-hmm. i would have regretted it if my mom didn't push me that time is like okay you are only 23 but you have to move abroad you have to experience this and yeah and yeah and i did and thanks to her <laughs> otherwise maybe i just stayed there in my little comfort zone in my little bubble and lived there forever but yeah, you, sometimes you need those people to push you and you need those people in your corner that will just tell you that let, you have to do this. You have to have support when it comes to that. I, th- this may be a delicate question. Have have you or did you tell her this at some point? Yes, of Good. course. <laughs> I'm, I'm, she I'm, knows I'm, it. She's my <laughs> rock, so she knows that. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, and, and so I want to I want to put that out there for all of our listeners. There will be people in your life who make a difference. They may not know that they make a difference. And I can tell you from my experience, you lose the opportunity. Sometimes I've I've had people close to me who have passed away, and I realized I didn't tell them. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, one of the things I think to come out of this is those people who push you to be your best self. Maybe an irritation at the time. But, you know, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank them for it. Uh, I think that's worthwhile bringing out. Um, and I'll, again, I'll get a little personal here, Noemi, to reinforce what you're saying now. Uh, I had the privilege of traveling in Europe when I was in college back in the 1970s. I always made plans to go back because it was a working trip. I didn't really get to do the tourist thing. We were performing somewhere, you know, every every day. And I thought, I want to come back and actually see this, these cultures. Uh, I am in my late 60s now, never been back. And because of health issues and health issues in my family, it's unlikely I will ever get the chance. So, folks, those of you listening out there, you're thinking about something and it scares you to think about, don't jump in with both feet. I mean, you know, do your due diligence, but take the chance. Figure out what's important to you so that you can live your life and value your life. Noemi, thank you so much. Uh, We are running out of time here. I know you and I both have another meeting to get to. So we're going to wrap things up here. If you will hang out in the green room for just a second so I can come back and thank you. Uh, We want to, to go ahead and wrap things up. So don't go away. While I am doing this, I'm going to take a quick look at the calendar so that I make sure that I'm not misstating, but I want to be sure that we look at who is going to be on with us next week. So that would be the 20th. Oh, another one of our um, Go-Giver Success Alliance folks is going to be on with us next week, Dan Janelle. And he is a published author. He's done several books. He has been a ghost writer. He is an editor who helps people to take their stories and form them, make them effective. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dan about how did he get to where he is 
And so that's going to be coming up next week. Also, just a reminder to everybody, we've got the crawl going across visually. But for those who are listening audio only, you can get show notes. You can find out about upcoming episodes. You can find past episodes by going to confidencecultivators.com. Uh, we had the QR code up on the screen a little bit earlier. Let's put that back up there again, if I can find it. Oh, this is like running a starship sometimes. There we are. Okay, the alignment show. You can get show notes from that QR code. In any case, we hope that your time spent with us makes a difference to you, a positive difference in living your life. As we sometimes say in setting up this show, the uh, the, the pandemic was not the cause for most of our guests of, of making their assessment. But a lot of people did as a result of the, the uh, pandemic. You know, they realized life is short. You don't want to spend it doing things that don't matter to you. And so the Alignment Show is all about living your values so you can value your life. I hope that our show does help you to make those assessments. And in any case, we look forward to having you with us again next week right here on The Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness and remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.